I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. And hello, and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane Brennan, joined as always by my colleague, Aaron Chalk. How's it going, Aaron? Good morning. And today we have a very special guest. We are joined by the amazing Emily Brew, Head of Social Media at Christmas FN. How's it going, Emily? Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on. Great. Glad. Delighted to have you here. And what a perfect episode to have you on as the head of social media for Christmas FM and we're going to talk about Christmas 2021 ads. Yes we are I'm very excited for it I have to say uh, I'm should admit I'm a bit of a sucker for a Christmas ad for a proper emotional pull on the heartstrings Christmas ad so yeah I'm probably in the right place. Yeah 100% now we do we have talked about that because obviously our first ever episode was around Christmas ads of 2020 so it's great to end the season with with 2021 ones now it's, it's so strange doing it in a specific year because it's so limiting so compared to being like oh this is our the ads we always yeah. love or these are the ads we always want to do it's like what happened what content came out this year absolutely because uh, when you ran me originally of course my brain went into oh i remember that yeah. ad from 20 years ago and started yeah. putting lists together and then you said oh actually it's 2021 yeah. ads specifically so uh yeah exactly we'll, we'll see what it has to show us this year our regular listeners and viewers we're doing it a bit different today because it's it's limited to 2021 we didn't want to put it on emily to have to pull out three ads so we me and aaron are going to contribute an ad as well so we can all talk about it um but is everyone fully in i know you are emily in the festive spirit yes absolutely uh this weekend was the christmas tree putting up the christmas tree this weekend so a little bit earlier than tradition but it was still in december once you're in december it's it's all systems go you can you can be blasting christmas music 24 7 you can you can hang up the decorations whatever you want as long as it's ticked into first december anytime from that you're 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 golden so trying to try to really get into it i kicked it off with um watching uh, a very murray christmas i watch it every year bill murray's christmas special and that's that for me is uh, a must a must yeah. have alongside love actually and the christmas decorations that that gets me into the festive spirit absolutely it's, it's so funny because often people will say to me oh do you do you not get sick of christmas by the time it actually rolls around because obviously christmas fm happens yeah. all year for us you know for the people mm-hmm. who are involved in managing the station we start work on the first of january for the following run so um no is the answer i never get <laughs> I'm, fully, I'm fully invested i was the person who was out getting their christmas tree the day of the toy show put it up you know all that kind of stuff so uh yeah no i don't get sick of it at all do you ever do you ever fear emmy that you're going to run out of christmas spirit by the time it actually comes to christmas day or even christmas week that you're just christmas out of it i was worried about that last year simply because like for every other organization it was it was a tricky year for christmas fm because mm. um you know, we were all broadcasting remotely for the first time ever. Normally, if you can imagine it, the Christmas FM station is this tiny little busy room where you have people coming in and out the whole time. You've got your Christmas story crew, you've got your news crew, your traffic and travel, all the presenters crowded in the top and then all the social media people too. So last year, we were all separated and we were all on Zoom. We all had little studios set up in our sheds and attics and bedrooms and I was in my wardrobe. Um, so it was it was tough last year to kind of feel mm. very festive because you weren't around, uh, yeah. you know, you weren't around the guy. I've noticed that. I noticed that now, obviously, in a, a more personal level last year, just you're missing those kind of drinks that kind of tee up yeah. and you get slowly immersed 
or even being in the office, just slowly being immersed into Christmas by like, oh, the radio's on, there's a song on. There's, yeah. oh, I noticed the trees up down the road. Oh, there's a tree up in the office now. And you're like, okay, I can get into this now. I can get into it. Whereas like I did a bit of um, Christmas shopping there yesterday. I was off and I went for my first uh, have a Merry Christmas to someone working in a shop because she said to me, it was like, oh, have a great day. And I was like, no, say it, Jane, say it. And I was like, you have a great Christmas. <laughs> and she went, you too. And I was like, I was like, Shay. I was like oh, how did that feel? Um, it, it being the first one, it felt a bit early, but there's decorations everywhere. So yeah. like, it's just really weird. I don't know. I, I find it like I'm getting my Christmas tree up now on Thursday. Um, so I'd say after that, I'll, I'll, I'll be full in the swing of things. I've already watched Christmas movies. Yeah. So that's okay. But it's just I'm finding it this year. Same, I think, as last year. It's, it's You have to make a little bit of an effort to get yourself into it because otherwise it can pass you by, you know, yeah. which is not what you want. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, oh, yeah, here's a question. Real tree or fake tree? Okay. I'll let you go first, Aaron. Strong feelings on this one. Real. It has to be real. Um, it's it's the it's the smell. It's the experience of getting it. It's putting it up. It's putting up with the needles falling off. That's yeah. all part of it. Um, is it better than last year? Is it more droopy than last year? Is it sturdier than last year? The whole it's a whole the whole thing. And uh I just don't get that from um, yeah. factories. I know why they, you know, some people are, are staunch stalwarts, and that's fair enough. But for me, it doesn't it doesn't tick the the festive uh, feelings that uh, a real tree does. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely the same. Absolutely the same. And yeah. um, now, you know, we we had an artificial tree that we used to put up year and year at home, and I suppose sustainability reasons if you have one, you should you mm-hmm. should try and use it rather than getting a new tree every year. Um, but you know, it's banjoxed at this stage. So, uh, we were able to get a proper real tree this year, which is um, very exciting. I, yeah, I'm, I've been a real tree, um, all my life really. Um, and it's interesting from a sustainability point of view, we got my my son Oscar is only, uh, what, 10 months now. So he, uh, we, we are going to have our own real tree being delivered on Thursday before the toy show. We got him a little one in a pot that we're going to, I'm going to put in outside to plant and bring it in every year for it to be his tree until it's big enough until it's big enough to be the tree you know so that was kind of cool i was reading about it during the year and i was like that's a nice idea um and i have enough space in the garden to do it so that that should be a bit of fun but we haven't even started watching the the tearjerker ads yet and you've already got me all emotional (laughs) but it's it's funny what aaron said about the needles i was talking to my own mother about this she was talking to her christmas tree guy and uh because they were breeding Christmas trees to have less needles fall off them, but they lost the smell. So, mm. like, this has been a thing my mother's been saying. It's like, they don't stink to high heaven like they used to. So she called him and she was like, now, I'm happy to deal with needles, but I want my smell. Do not give me one of these yeah. crossbred spruces with other ones that are they, they never fall. Um, so I just thought that was interesting that people are now demanding the smell to come to come yeah. off them but uh it's a visceral experience yeah the smell when you walk into the room in the morning even after a night and just the smell builds mm-hmm. up or something like that and yeah, it's fresh yeah, in yeah. your nose it's just Loved. that's it's just a whack of christmas in the face it's great yeah. great time. great time of year nothing like it um so okay let's kick into it everyone uh mm-hmm. emily would you like to tee up your ad first yeah so um look as i said it will come as no surprise to you that I'm an absolute <laughs> sap for a tearjerker Christmas ad. And I suppose 
the thing about it is I, I, I know from a marketing perspective that they're not really ads in the kind of traditional sense. You know, they don't have a big product push. They've kind of turned into mini movies. Um, but I suppose what I love is brands are kind of leaning into this a bit more than they have before. Now, I actually thought that the selection this year was a little poor compared to last. Um, I'd be interested to know what you guys think. But like last year, there were so many brilliant Christmas ads. Uh, the Woody's one, I just want to say, was a personal yeah. favourite of, of mine. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Mrs. And the super value. Yeah, Mrs. Higgins. Roscoe Mrs. did a Higgins. great job there, yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. And, and I think it really, as well, kind of dipped into that community spirit thing that they were going for last year. Um, and the super value one last year as well. Um, you know, is he still coming? Um, where, oh, you know, yeah. they're teeing it up and the little boy is, is you know, asking, is he still going to be able to make it? Is he still going to be able to make it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so slightly referencing COVID, but not really. And then, you know, the big reveal at the end is he was talking about his granddad. Yeah. And look, that had me in floods of tears. So I decided for this year, I was really intrigued to see if Super Value could uh, keep it up again um, and, and match what they did last year. Um yeah, I'm really excited. I don't know if you want to play yeah. it first and then no, we'll chat about let's, it. No, or... let's tee it up now. So let's all have a look yeah. and then we'll come back in. Okay. This week. Oh no, look. He's hurt. How will he fly back to Santa? This way. Good boy. Keep going. Faster. Faster. We're going to get you back to Santa. Ife, you know he's not really Santa's reindeer, right? We've got this. Go! Sound like a meek fly. Aoife, come back inside. Aoife. You have to go, please, go. You have to get there before Christmas. Come on, fly. Get going, Santa needs you. That's that's a lovely ad. I've seen that all over TV for the last little while, the thirty second cut. But um, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I think it's it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster. The first time I saw it, uh, when it got to the point where uh, the little girl comes out onto the street and mm-hmm. you know she looks quite distraught and upset, I was going, oh, what route are they going to go down here? Yeah. Is this going to have a happy ending? Yeah, and then yeah. all the kids come out and. It kind of, it, it reminds me a little bit, and, and it was TBWA uh, Dublin mm. were the, the agency. I'd love to know where they're leaning a little bit into um, Miracle on 34th Street, you know, mm. that we believe in the community backing up uh, this little reindeer. Um, but, I mean, look, this this is a classic example of a mini movie. Yeah. Um, as like, opposed to. W- what I loved about that was, or uh, first of all, the one minute 30 is way better than the 30. So I find the 30, I'm fine missing something from the narrative. I've noticed on TV, I've not seen mm. the one minute 30 before. Okay. That's way stronger. 
mm-hmm. um like even for me like uh, just for the amount of time in the relationship between her and the reindeer it's just not com- it didn't come across for me in the 30 second but i love and i was like where's the brand and then mm. you see the brand her buying carrots and super value which is lovely yeah. put in and I, I really i really would have preferred if they kept that in the 30 second um but yeah it's really nice what this reminds me of is et yes and i there's another there's another thing i think from an art and there's so much et in it to the extent that her performance is so strong the little girl plays Eva, so well done to whatever her uh, her name is that's it's an amazing performance it reminds Mm. me of the lead actor when spielberg is casting the lead actor for et have you ever i don't know if you've ever seen this video it's it's him in the casting the young lad and it's spielberg talking to him about taking et his friend away and the young lad's casting crying 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 and then at the end spielberg goes kid it's okay you've got the you've got the gig you're unbelievable <laughs> and it's like the kid is just crying the whole way through it and it's just an unbelievable performance to watch someone do um and that's what this reminded me of and the only thing i i, I really like that because i really like dt and i thought it's, it's real it's a real um traditional child story that they make a friend and the adults don't mm-hmm. get it and they don't understand and the friend needs to be free or the friend needs to do what they need to do. You don't understand adults. And I thought we were, they were one step away from it being identical to E.T. Because when the father was on the phone yeah. looking at in the garden, I thought he was calling like an am- animal control. That's what I and thought too. And there was going to be like a, a a deadline for for the for the reindeer to get back to Santa. You know what I mean? It was going to be like just like E.T. It's like the government are coming to take him. Get out, get out of here. Um, but yeah, it's a lovely, as you said, it's a mini movie. It's, it's so well edited and shot mm-hmm. and acted I'm, I'm very impressed with it I, and I think the mm-hmm. the one minute 30 is that's gorgeous that's yeah. that's 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 really well um sewn together like just the way the pacing and everything and I can see the relationship between her and the reindeer now you know really strong and if you think that's cute uh the reindeer is actually a rescue deer his name is Deer Mud, D E E or Deer Mud. Look it um, out. Get out. <laughs> uh, he's, he's nine years old. He's nine years old. He was abandoned by oh. his mother when he was a fawn. But he went to live on a lovely farm. He grew up bottle fed, which meant oh, that he's, yeah. you know, extremely sociable and used to humans, which is why mm. they were able to put him in an ad with that's, a little girl. That's amazing. That's like we were we did we did a was it a New Zealand lotto ad there a couple of weeks back. And the dog in it was actually a foster dog and got rehomed because he was in the ad. So it's like, I love when stuff like that with animals, like, because mm-hmm. everyone thinks animals are such a, a pain on set. But it's like, you love when they have their own story and name and like the ad helps their life, you know? He looks so docile uh, in yeah. the, the entire piece. I, I love the, um, I love the belligerence of the little girl where <laughs> the moment the, the dad is sitting down getting real, like, you know, you know he's not, uh, you know, really Santa's rain there, like really serious. Mm-hmm. And then the next shot is her out in the street with yeah. the reindeer. <laughs> she just discounted yeah. everything he said. Is like, no, I'm sticking to my guns here and going for it. And then by the end of it, there's a shot when it pulls out. You can see uh, the mom and dad like smiling, uh, like, you know, happy that, you know, this is happening instead of being completely shocked. <laughs> you know yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. seeing because they were convinced <laughs> it wasn't Santa's reindeer. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think it's yeah. I I I think that's it's it's lovely, and I think it's that it's just that quintessential story, and it's it's really nice. Like okay, from from a creative point of view, like just from a storytelling point of view, I really like when a brand leans into its own story. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like this is not something we've seen elsewhere. It's not they're not really pushing their brand too much. They've made a mini movie, no. as you said, Emily. And um, I think they get credit for that. They get points. You know what yeah. I mean? I, sp- I think bringing a bit of joy in an ad break to viewers does give you points. And I think it's nearly an, an immeasurable. You either, you either land the nail on the head and people are like, oh, I really love that ad. I love when that comes on. My kids love it. It's great to see. And like they can then execute that further on down the yeah. year. You know what I mean? Or next year it could come into that reindeer could grow up and you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And it, yeah. it could be an execution for, for years. Um, and I think you have to take a risk and invest in a really creative output to do that. Otherwise, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's risk reward type situation. And I think they've done a great job. I couldn't agree more. And the thing about it is, you know, even though maybe consumers don't like to admit it, Christmas ads have kind of become part of that lead up to Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. they're nearly an yeah. event in their own right even though you know people recognize you know this is a brand they're trying to sell me a product but at mm. the same time it's a bit like going in to look at the retailer windows uh you know in in your city yeah. center you know it's one of those it's becoming a tradition when are the brands going to put out their christmas ads and are they going to be good mm-hmm. um you know everyone can get on board you don't just have to work in marketing or communications yeah and it's lovely like because it, it, what's nice about it i think is okay there is a transactional relationship but give me something for it. Give yeah. me a story. And that's the same as the like the shop what the shop windows do for you is they allow you to create memories and see something interesting. You get to bring your child in or bring your nephew in or you go in and you're doing your bit of Christmas shopping and you're like, Oh, let's have a look at this. They put effort in to give you something back for committing to them. And I just think that's that's what the people want. You know what I mean? They not everything can be just price led and especially around such an emotional time. Um, and people just want like we love stories humans love stories like um like in advertising a lot of i've heard it said that they're not storytellers it's story sellers and it's kind of like yeah there's a little bit of that but like every story has to be sold somewhat you know what i mean to get people to actually listen to it um and i think when you commit to a story and you're happy to not make your brand the focus of it, especially around christmas i think you will if you have a good story i think you'll yield yield really strong results and that's lovely. That's a lovely piece. And I could see that being around mm-hmm. in different iterations for mm. 10 years, you know, which is hard to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. That's an amazing one to kick us off. I think uh, it's good. That's a, it's a great start for 2021. Um, Aaron, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> Aaron, do you want to go next? Yes. Uh, so my one is a piece from Boots uh, called Bags of Joy. Uh, it was created by The Farm, which are a WPP agency that service uh, Walgreen Boots Alliance specifically. Um, and yeah, I, I like this uh, ad because it hit a lot, a lot of notes that I like to see on Christmas uh, okay. Christmas ads. So let's have a look and then we can, we can chat about it then. Let's go for it. This is what Christmas feels like.
Oh my god, so good to see you. Dance. Yeah? Dance. 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 How did you do that? Thank you. Merry Christmas. Auntie, there's no more bubbles. Dad, there's no more bubbles. because and it's unusual that it'd be boots that I'd, I'd select an ad for but I just thought that was a real classy mix of notes for, for Christmas I think mm. it did such a good job at fitting a lot in without feeling like it fit a lot in so first and foremost their product and what they sell and getting across the range of things they sell not just beauty or pharmacy but you know lifestyle products I was integrated in a really nice way there and at the end it got me in the feels it didn't I, I teared up the first time I, I saw that at the very end but it didn't feel like it was an ad that was trying to get me to an emotive space to make me feel that at the end it just kind of kind of gets you blindsides you a little bit uh, I just thought there was the, the humor was really nicely noted on it um, and the investment from the brand into that is is clear like having Jenna Coleman a BAFTA nominated actress as, as your lead it was directed by Tom Hooper uh, Oscar winning director who directed The King's Speech Cats Le Miserable The Danish Girl I'd say he uh, wouldn't be happy that you mentioned Cats yeah I just tried, <laughs> I tried to I tried to get through that as quick as I can there's a dog in this there's no cats <laughs> in this ad uh, Rachel Portman OBE did the um composing and it was a 45 yeah. piece orchestra yeah. behind it the music is is just perfect yeah. uh, and it it follows the cadence of the piece really nicely uh, and eve stewart another bafta uh, production uh, designer um and you can see that throughout the piece every scene is just perfect in terms of you know the the setup uh and i think that was that was really evident in it all came together in one scene actually for me which was when she realizing what is this bag and then it got real for a second where she took out the drawers to see if it was something wrong with the actual uh, chest of drawers i just thought that was lovely because that's what you would do you know and then she checked under the bag and then it just it just she leaned into it and it went from from there so i just thought it was a really really well done ad that hit so many different points yeah i think for me you can see 
Um, what's the director's name? Hooper, is it? Tom Hooper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the most impressive things, I think, in the movie The King's Speech is, is the set design internally. Um, whoever he uses for his set design. What got me with that ad, that even when I saw the 30 seconds, is I adore what every room looks like. Like, initially, I was like, Jesus. Like, I thought it was like um, a John Lewisy type of home ad when I saw first the way the light is like everything is pristine um, and it's in these amazing settings like like even the representation like even the bar that they go to is just this unbelievable mm. looking space um, I, I keep this this ad always catches my eye on TV because the dress she's wearing is a dress my wife would love because she <laughs> loves that green color so anytime I see it I'm like oh yeah me would love that um, but yeah i just think it's the, the music really so, like the transition between sets and music um composition is just so impressive from a pacing point of view which is, i think is a really nice uh, representation of a christmas period which is you spend time by yourself you spend time with others like in a more high-paced environment and you spend time with family and all of those things are as important as each other um and i think they did a really strong way to represent how booths can be part of all of those stages or mm. no matter who you're going to see or give a gift to you can you can you can sort it out in boots and what i thought was really nice from a and i've criticized in this podcast before very overly emotional ads too many of them because everyone's gone that route and i think being different kind of helps because it's they all kind of muddle together and i think what's nice about this one it's 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 a more I, it's a more reflection of personally how I would get emotional in a setting, which is it kind of creeps up on you. You don't know it's going to happen. You kind of just mm. have this moment of mm. realization. So say you're sitting in a corner with family and you're like, isn't this amazing that we're all here? You know, you have this little moment that kind of sits with you and you don't necessarily ball your eyes out or everything, but you just have a little kind of reflection. Mm -hmm. And I think this ad did that really nicely. It did like the start of the ad act one act two have nothing to do with being emotional even the start of act three when she's dressing the baubles with the kids and stuff like that you don't know anything emotional is going to come um and then you get this nice little realization this nice little reflection between her and her grandmother and you're like that's that's lovely but they spent two minutes 30 not doing that so yeah. that's what i liked about mm -hmm. it they didn't it wasn't from the start it was it was like what happens in real life you live your life you go about doing things and then you have these little moments and I think it's done, it's executed very brilliantly, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, I agree with both of you. And that, that soundtrack, I know you've both said it, but yeah. it really is just just yeah. fantastic. I love when she goes into the party scene and it kind of shifts into that, you know, jazz feel. Oh, it's just, yeah, I, yeah. I really, really enjoy it. And actually, um, I heard this morning on the radio um, the, the 20 second or, or 30 second pricing cut. So they have the same soundtrack in the background, but it's 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 their pricing ad. It's you know two mm -hmm. for three in boots, and so they they brought that across uh, their other channels as well, um, which you know is nice to see what's happening in behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. And and like when you record something like that in in Abbey Roads, you're you're going to sweat it as much as you can for the season. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, they really didn't. It seemed to not skimp on any part of it, and. I suppose that's that's almost reflective of of Christmas is when people kind of splurge and go that little bit extra on, on on products and food and drink and everything like that and presents for each other. So, yeah, I just I just I just loved it. What I, I love the go on. Sorry, what I think is interesting is it really made me feel sorry. Just back to the set design, why that's so important. It really made me feel like Be Boots is really 
upmarket and premium. Mm. It really made me feel yeah. like boots is like the inside and like boots inside are not that nice. They're all like um, horrible lights and yeah. white and there's no texture or warmth in them because they're pharmacies. But that ad made me go, oh, I could go in to one of those and shop for everyone and no one would be like, oh, he got this in a pharmacy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so that's just I think the really nice job they did there with them, yeah. how they how they actually produced the piece, you know, which is really impressive, because they've essentially made in the consumer's eye, made them seem a way that you you would not think at all. And I wonder now if they're selling that bag, that boots yeah, bag. Yeah, be interesting. Oh in, yeah. In, in like a kind of selection boxy advent calendary type situation, I'd be. Yeah. I would say they are. Well, if they're not, they're mad not to. I'd say I'd say they are. <laughs> I'll, I'll find out and report back. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I mean, um, okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's two, two really good entries. Um, so I'll go now and mine is, so as I said on, on the podcast, I've kind of tried to steer away from emotional stuff over the last kind of six months. Cause just to try and do just, I like to, I like to celebrate when people really put time into kind of humor and, um, and putting it out there and trying to risk, really falling flat on their face um so uh what i'll do is this one this is an ad from celebrations um coming out this year if you guys would, would watch it first and then we'll chat about it after if that's okay in the bleak mid winter frosty wind may stood hard as iron water like a stone snow would fall snow on snow snow on snow <laughs> in something very different um which i absolutely love so it's by um a pr agency in the uk called taylor herring um and it's come out of research so they did some research of 2000 adults around what celebration they like the most and what they like the least and over 52 percent of people said bounty's the shittest one <laughs> um, and 32 percent of those people said they'd rather put them in the bin than eat them and, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, thirty-two percent. That's a sin. <laughs> I kind of would as well. Like, I'd have a few no. of them and be like, "Oh, I don't like them." Um, and then, like, I think it's funny when you end up with a full box 
of bounties because you've had three boxes of celebrations you just kind of put them yeah. all in on top of each other yeah. Yeah. animals yeah oh bounties for the win bounties and, are great and like the bounty is more disliked than the brussels sprout <laughs> which is 43 percent of those people said they don't like brussels sprouts so hence the relationship between bounties so um this was also to la- launch their give back bounty scheme that's starting on the 17th of january in three co-ops one in manchester london and uh, glasgow you can go in with your bounties and they'll swap it for a Maltese, a teaser which is the most popular uh sweet at 63 percent of people so they're going to swap it and i think i haven't got to look up the calendar but i was wondering if the 17th of january is blue monday and were they kind of playing on giving people chocolate on blue monday i'll check that right now um i just thought it was genius and i just think what i adore about this is uh yes 17th is is a monday so i bet you that's what it is they're going to tie into blue monday um what i love about this is this is a true insight this is it's it's come out of a little bit of research but it's research that you do i don't think you need to qualify like Hmm. and i i think by celebrating their their crappest or their least liked sweet the one they make people remember it, it makes people go oh yeah i love celebrations I love the teaser. What's my favorite one? Oh, I don't like Bounty. So you're not thinking of Heroes. You're not thinking of Quality Street. You're not thinking of any of those other ones. Instantly, this ad gets into a debate. The debate is not about mm-hmm. what favorite box you want anymore. It's about what's the best celebration. Um, and then you have people come out and be like, no, I love Bounties. And it just starts this lovely conversation that it, people will have. You know what I mean? It's just people will always have and celebrations are now at the center of it it's not about what box you have and then if some of the comments online are absolutely fucking hilarious like a lot of people were like i don't i didn't think i could um what is it relate to a bounty bar but now i do (laughs) it's it's like so like tying into the kind of loneliness and not being able to match online and stuff like that is people have really taken to that and they've managed to some people are like, I wouldn't eat Bounty before, but now I know what it goes through. I'm going to eat Bounty this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, it's lovely. They just, they've created these characters out of absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. They've, they've taken a risk. Um, like production quality is not massive. You know what I mean? It's a very simple shoot. Um, it's almost like a sketch show from a comedy show. And I, they, I they just took the risk. When, yeah. when I first saw this, I think it was late November, I actually thought someone was just, just taking the piss. piss like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't celebrations uh as a brand doing this i thought it was just so <laughs> yeah everyone hates bounties let's do a bit this this will get good traction but actually what's from the yeah, brand i, I, I thought love. that was hilarious yeah yeah so that's that's my yeah that's that's my entry for this year i just love the risk they took and it's completely different yeah. to anything else and it represents true like it's true it's true and that's my one of my favorite things about it Aaron. and that was my first time seeing it actually uh which is why i was giggling away to myself so much yeah. i thought that was fantastic um but you know very very brave of the brand to lean into the fact that they know people don't like bounty well not yeah. all people obviously are yeah. um but you know and matching it up to to the brussels spray thing i just that was fantastic i loved that yeah exactly and everyone loves love actually as well so like it kind of ties into that iconic love, yeah. love actually love actually scene I mean, a slightly problematic scene as well, but look, yeah. <laughs> that's for a different podcast. The, the older I get, 
the more the problematic more, that scene gets. The I whole guess. film gets. There's lots of things in that film that you go, wait a second. Like, imagine <laughs> Shane turning up to your front door on Christmas Eve, declaring his undying love for your partner. Give him, a, give him a pound and tell him to bugger off. <laughs> what, what's the name of that director? Richard... Uh, Curtis. Yeah. Richard Curtis. Because yeah. some, someone has gone, everything is a little bit problematic with Richard Curtis's film. Because the other one, which is a lovely film about time, where, oh, where yeah. Donald Skeen or Donald Gleason can travel in time. And it's like, man uses superpower to manipulate woman into loving him. <laughs> it's, it's like this... <laughs> <laughs> it's the summary and uh, you're like I, yeah okay richard curtis has a has a few few thoughts that are problematic in this day and age. i'm just after finishing a, a blackadder marathon going from start to finish oh, and wow. he, oh, yeah. he he wrote those as well and there's I love blackadder with, with age as well you're going some of those things oh, you yeah. could not write that now and broadcast it <laughs> definitely but um but yeah no so that's i think i think um there's some nice references there it, it budget wasn't going to be through the roof I love that it was done by their PR agency and mm. I love that it's got them traction because like I've never seen an ad from Celebrations ever. No. I don't know if no. you guys have. No. And I'd say no. it's getting far more like cutthroat. Well, the prices would lead me to believe that it's getting far more cutthroat out there. Yeah. Because mm. um, it, it is that, it is that, um, conundrum is a bit dramatic of a word, but it is that choice you have to make when you get in and you see the, literally pallets of the the boxes Stacked yeah. Up. Yeah. exactly you have to make that decision is it going to be roses is it going to be quality street yeah. or is it going to be celebrations and the odd time you have heroes besides as well but usually it's the first three are are, are have the have the, the top billing in terms of uh, floor space well, my thing well, i said it to i said it to my wife because we were like it's our first proper christmas where we we're going to be here on christmas eve and i was like right for it to feel like christmas we've got to fill the place with food mm. Right, so I was like, "What boxes are we gonna go for?" And I was like, "Is it heroes or celebrations?" She was like, "Don't even ask that question. It's celebration." She was like, "Don't, I don't even entertain a conversation with another box." And <laughs> do, I was like, "Do roses not even get a look in?" No, it's a very my nana from the nineties. That's that's not a. I, I don't see that as really as a thing anymore. Oh, I, I do roses. Buy them one. to have them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Roses are no. the iconic. They're the they're the OG. When it comes yeah. to box yeah, sweets, exactly. Uh, as in, confectionery has left passed them by. Ah, like I don't, I, I, I don't want a strawberry one. Oh no, what is this one? Coffee. Oh, you're literally a... naming the best sweets that there is at Christmas. Yeah. What's your problem? No, they're all wartime sweets. They're not for me. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if a sweet was rationed during World War Two, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. I nearly Get bought out. a tin of USA biscuits the other day just to have the tin in the kitchen, yeah. so it would wow. feel more nostalgic. There's a bit of me now. I've, I'm like, I might go out and buy one of each, and maybe we might do. Yeah. Do a do a blog about it, huh? We'll see yeah. how they go. We'll rank them. That'd actually be very fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I think uh, before we descend into the madness of fighting over uh, of uh, what is the best chocolate at Christmas, but um, we will uh, we'll leave it there. I'd like to. Uh, oh, Emily, actually, before we go, do you want to say anything about Christmas FM and what you guys are doing over there this year? Yeah, and... uh, would love would love to. If that's okay, give it yeah, the yeah. love. So, I mean, look, much like last year. Um, We've been hit with some of the same restrictions. So a lot of the team are broadcasting remotely. And for anyone who doesn't know, um, the reason that one of well, one of the reasons I think Christmas FM is so special and unique is that because it's funded by our FM premier sponsors who are Coca-Cola, Cadbury, actually, and Unpust, um, it allows us to raise a huge amount of money every year for, for our charity partner. And this year, 
our charity partner is Bernardo's. So this year we want to give the gift of childhood to 5,000 children in Ireland who are living in poverty. Um, our FM sponsors fund all the running costs of the station. So mics, equipment, gear, sending out all of the presenters, their little home studios, they fund all of that, which allows us to raise money for our charity partners. So donation day is our really big fundraising day. It's Tuesday, the 21st of December. Um, it's completely different. All programming is kind of suspended and it's all about fundraising uh, for the organization. So that's kind of our big upcoming day that we're really uh, working towards. And then we'll just all sleep for Christmas week. Yeah, amazing. And what a great cause and what a great service Absolutely. Christmas FM is. Yeah. I know it's all that's going to be on in this house for the for the all, rest all of the All volunteers as well. Uh, all the presenters that you hear on air, everyone volunteers. I always time. wondered that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. amazing. Jesus. No, fair that's play. commitment, fair play. Yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely put the 21st as a, as a date in the calendar, as donation Great. day. Okay, so I think we will leave it there, everyone. Thanks so much for listening or watching. If you want to see any of the older episodes, it's on uh, workwithfo.ie. And um, we will be leaving it there for the for the year. So we will touch base with you all back in uh, in January at some time once we get the finger out. Right. Have a great Christmas, everyone, and a lovely new year. Take happy Christmas. Thanks all so right, much, Emily. Bye bye. Bye.